listening to Downworld or Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 108, where we will be discussing chapter 20 of Clockwork Prince, The Bitter Root. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. You know, why do I always do that, like, radio DJ, um, like, head tilt when I say, I'm Kristen, like, I'm shooting it over to Robin? <laughs> like, what am I doing? You gotta point to her little box. <laughs> and you, you're on color. <laughs> like, what the you fuck? <laughs> I was thinking today about how Robin, because obviously while I was gone on leave from you guys, um... I listened to some of the beginnings of it just to see how you guys were doing and stuff. But I knew I couldn't Terribly. listen to much because it was, no, you were beautiful. You're a beautiful butterfly. But <laughs> I figured Robin would be less awkward because she got to be like, and I'm Robin. But no. Nope. It was, it was worse. worse. Yep. <laughs> Love not, it. Not a single time did we get that intro right. Not a single time. <laughs> It's amazing. No. Nope. <laughs> <sighs> oh, good stuff. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Hundred percent awkward. 100. Um, I did want I did want to make a note. We have been getting some um mail in our email. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, we've been getting some questions and and comments and things like that that we are saving for our wrap up episode. So, um, we're gonna address um a lot of DMs and things like that that have come up through the course of this book um, that we want to make sure that we circle back to um, to talk about. Um, but I will be doing a deep dive on the DMs and reminding myself of what people have brought up while we've been discussing this book that we've had to wait until the end to talk about. Which is obviously your job. So <laughs> right, nobody should be helping you do that. <laughs> Tend to say we because she just right. knows yeah well especially not me <laughs> robin looking. might help here and there not me yep, she knows robin's bitch face. knows she knows how this rolls now <laughs> and then looking. you had to hr us we're gonna circle back okay <laughs> we're gonna take a pause and then we're gonna circle back <laughs> no i was looking at robin when i said do a deep dive into the dms and this look of horror came over her face so i was like i'll do it i'll do it <laughs> you guys my instagram account got deleted that's so it crazy deleted. i got my notification today weird what i don't know it's weird to keep coming back to you after you changed your password uh-huh. And set up, to, like, double ver verification and everything. I don't know. At least it's gone, though. So it's not yeah. like I'm locked out of it and can't get into it anymore and somebody in Bangladesh is using it. It's just gone now. Because that's where you, you were getting notifications that someone was logging in from somewhere else in the world, right? Yeah, two different countries or whatever. And I think what it was – so basically I some my account violated their terms by, like, spamming people or whatever. Because okay. whoever was using it was spamming, like – yeah whatever i just kept following a bunch of people i was getting these notifications that this person posted i'm like who is that is that because i know most of the names of the people that we have on downworld or dish also and on my personal one mm -hmm. so it was weird to get notifications from other things which maybe my kid just clicked on some stuff when i had my electronic babysitter <laughs> guilty <I don't> <laughs> 
but um i'll be making a new one sometime i'm just gonna let this like simmer for a little bit <laughs> take a little hiatus uh-huh. I don't really understand the point of Instagram. I get on and look at other people's stuff, but like you can't even put gifts and pictures in the comments. Like it's just silly. Come on. Come on. <laughs> like I'm feeling very anti millennial in this app. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. How are you supposed to know that I'm saying something and the tone I'm saying it if I can't send a GIF or a meme? Exactly. Michael Scott my text has to talk say everything for me exactly yeah you know i was really annoyed today when i was writing my script on my phone because my phone gave me all these beautiful emojis that i could have added to add pizzazz to my script but because it's on fucking google docs you can't use emojis uh-huh. it made me sad. i'll never forget one of you used tacos once it was Kristen. Never forget. Yeah. yeah. Back before so. when they let us do that, because now it won't let me, and it makes me it's sad. Weird. It's awful. I love tacos. <gasps> tacos are delicious. <laughs> we had tacos last night. I had the boys over Ooh. for family dinner last night. Oh, Did you nice. make... Um, I made gringo tacos, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I made tacos the night before, too. Yeah. But mine were good um, ones. <laughs> yeah, pastor tacos with yeah. like cilantro and onions and mm-hmm. yeah, delicious. So good. It was good. I have the sniffles. I just have to say, in case oh, yeah. you guys hear me, I'm sorry. You sound you like me, just... like slightly nasally. <laughs> yeah, it'll sneak in here and there. See. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, what do you guys say? We jump in to the penultimate chapter and kick things off with Robin's recap. Previously on Downworlder Dish. The remaining Hunters of Shadows are gathered in the drawing room for their makeshift war cancel. Despite Charlotte's Debbie Downer attitude, Will isn't prepared to give up the Institute without a fight. Their plan is solidified when Sophie drops a giant cheese may bomb on them. She tells them about her and Gideon getting to know each other, but that's not all. Benny the Dick has a secret, and it rhymes with semen socks. Ew. <laughs> I know you spelt it the the way that you you were you were trying, but no. Still sounds like you said what you said. I said what I said. I did. It sounds like here, clean yourself up. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I didn't want to say it. Okay. Oh, Sorry. God. To be 20 again. Oh, be young again. Okay. Sorry. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not sorry. No, you're not. It's not yeah. it's, that, that's that's you're my proud jump of start. That. <laughs> yeah, it's closing tabs in my brain. I'm not sorry. <laughs> Will has an absolute heyday, and as soon as he's wrangled back in, a plan is made. Tessa, him, and Charlotte will go straight to the Lightwoods for some lightly breaded blackmail. Before t- 
<laughs> Delicious. You just <laughs> I like to pair it with a nice crisp Riesling. All in my head, I keep seeing lightly like breaded fish fillets. I don't know why, but over and over again, so it just came out that way. Okay. <laughs> Before Tess is able to get ready, Will stops her and tells her that they need to have a little chitty chatty bang bang. Tessa puts him off until they get back and then heads to her room to get ready. Inside, she finds some beautiful dresses that Charlotte had made for her and Sophie. She's able to apologize and try to calm Sophie's nerves down. Oh. Wow. A, a lot happened, but guess what? Even more is going to happen now. <laughs> so Tell me about it. <laughs> I cannot hear someone say that without thinking stud. Of uh, course, can't. can't yeah. <laughs> so Tessa's putting on her gloves as they leave for, uh, for Benedict's demon pox den, and she sees Will standing at the bottom of the stairs. You know what that means? It means we have to think about Will and talk about him for at least a paragraph. So guess what? <laughs> you guys get to read with me. She knew it was not right to do. Jem was hers. She was his now. And other men might as well not exist. But she could not stop herself from comparing the two. Jem with his odd combination of delicacy and strength. And Will like a storm at sea. Slate blue and black with brilliant flashes of temper like heat lightning. (laughs) Wow, that's a lot. Describing Jim like like an entree at a five star restaurant. <laughs> oh, wait, there's more guys. <laughs> she wondered if there were if there would ever be a time when the sight of him didn't move her, make her heart flutter, and if that feeling would subside as she grew used to the idea of being engaged to Jem. It was new enough that it still did not seem real. So, okay. Let's break that down for a minute. I understand, like, the, like, oh my god, this huge moment in my life happened and it doesn't feel real yet. Mm -hmm. Totally get that part. But, like, you just spent, like, three very long sentences <laughs> describing one one guy and the other guy was like two words <laughs> feel like yep red flag that you should yep. definitely be seeing <laughs> i i agree kind of with what amanda was saying last time it feels very much like i don't think I'd like to think that Jim isn't trying to guilt her into saying yes or being with her. But I feel like she feels that way regardless. Yes. Uh And since we're in her, like, point of view, Mm -hmm. that's kind of coming out where it's like she's, you know, focusing in on that and thinking about that. And also, like, at this point, you know, Will's proven to her that he doesn't give a crap about her. So she's pining away at somebody that she knows she can't have. And right. it's not like, I feel like in today's world, you have like, it's, oh, there's plenty of fish in the sea. There's lots of choices. Mm-hmm. There's lots of options. There's lots of this. But in Tessa's world, especially her 
being a downworlder right. and not knowing and all this other stuff like I don't know if she feels like she's going to have lots of opportunities anyway. And I think mm-hmm. that she like what you're saying in whichever way it is, she I feel like she does love Jim. Yeah, yeah, no. I I and I think that's what makes her feelings about the issue so much more complicated is that she does feel love for him. But it's not the same kind, and no, she's uh-uh. never experienced love. And so she yeah. doesn't understand what's going on here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because she's like, well, I love him, but I also had passion with him. Yes. Right? Because she did. I mean, they were, like, hot. They were. There was shit going on. Right? She had a connection with him in that way. And she was super fucking into Jem right here. She was not thinking about Will at all all in that moment and I think that's the thing that might be like what confuse like I can see that being confusing because you're like okay I've never experienced love before love in this realm is very like woo woozy in the clouds like no one really knows what it means in her day and age right like as a young girl she's not gonna fucking know Uh uh-huh and she's like okay so I feel this really strong connection connection to Jem. I do love him as a person. But like she's like, is that romantic love? Like I don't know. And then she's mm-hmm. has this lust relationship where she's like, whoa, like we're it wait, this is love because this is romantic love, right? In her eyes. So I feel like she's not she's got two separate feelings going on and she thinks it's one thing. And then she's got this other thing with Will that she's like, I don't even know what this is. Cause he's like bitch slapping me every other time he kisses <laughs> me. Like, like he kisses me and then throws me down a set of stairs. Like, I don't know what's going on. So I yeah. feel for Tessa that like there's, it's very complicated. She doesn't really understand. I do think she loves Jem, but not in the same way she loves Will. And I think she's in love with Will right now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. I like yeah. if you told her if they were both in a, you know, in a lineup, pick which one you want without, mm-hmm. I don't, I think she would pick well mm-hmm. at this yes. moment. If yes. she, if like they both feel the same way about you, they both, whatever, pick mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. And she made that commitment to Jem think with Will having acted like a jackass to her. Right. Like, yep, so exactly. Given her information. And I do really like Robin, how you put this into perspective of like, think about the position Tessa is in security overall. She has no money. She has nowhere to live. Her, you know, everything is tenuous. She's in a society where you have to marry like little women, Greta Gerwig's little women, Amy's speech about being a woman who needs to, marry out of necessity like Uh it's like building a house like I need somewhere to live (laughs) I need to marry someone like you know at the time yeah she has this really here's your one chance fancy don't let me down exactly exactly (laughs) god damn Reva always gets it right (laughs) but I really like how you pointed that out because it's gotta play a huge role in her decision making well, and it's like you're, you're regardless, we know shadow hunters do things quickly because they die quickly. Mm-hmm. But in Victorian England, like she's of age, like she should be getting married right yeah, now and getting disgusting. engaged. 
But you know what I mean? So then yeah. she, obviously she feels like that's kind of like the next logical step of her life. Well, especially on top she of everything has else. no one to take care of her. So she's uh-huh. got to like, she's like, I'm of marrying age and I need to get married oh, because yeah. I need someone to yeah. take care of me. Yep. That's a good point. I mean, unless, you know, she could go down the downworlder path and try and work for herself and do all that. But she has like, she hasn't tried to do that. So I don't think that's where her head is because she's been raised as a Mundy. Well, and her only experience with trying to, like, harness her powers was from the Dark Sisters. Right. So I'm sure she's trying to push that part of her life away. Mm-hmm. She's used it for good a couple times with the Shadow Hunters, but it's always had a consequence, of course. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think she feels safe with them. Like, if something goes uh-huh. wrong, they'll take care of her. Like, if Magnus had maybe been her mentor, mm-hmm. things might be different. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, right. Okay. Back to, okay. So this is, sorry, city. I talked for like, I didn't even breathe that first little bit. I don't know what happened. (laughs) I got a blacked out. So, uh, this is where shit starts veering off the normal path. You see, Will has gone and got himself an entirely new personality. (laughs) All of a sudden. He's complimenting her dress and her eyes, all while giving Tessa a brutal case of emotional whiplash. (laughs) But there's no time to dawdle on affairs of the heart. They've got an institute to fight for. Charlotte ushers the two of them into the carriage, and they're off to Chiswick House. They arrive at the Lightwood's house um, and are ushered into the library where Benedict is waiting for them. Now, I hate Benedict just as much as everybody else, right? But... I've got to give credit where credit's due. Like, it was a baller move to have them come in and he's, like, sit seated at this, like, giant desk with his son standing behind him. Like, that's kind of badass. Yeah. That's a man who knows how to, like, play mind games. It felt very much like Ron Perlman in Sons of Anarchy. With, yes. like... Yes. Jenna... What is her name? Jenny behind? Gemma. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think of the... Kathy Seagal. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what well, I was I just like, imagine in this moment, Benedict's voice sounds like Scar from Life. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I will say, I listened to uh, this chapter on Audible. I love how the narrator does Benedict's voice. It is like, it's almost Snape-like. In the condescension uh-huh. and like the like looking down. Oh God, it's so good. And it's, it's funny. Okay, I mentioned later, I like how he does Will. Mm. Mm-hmm. I have only listened to bits and pieces. Mm. So the last chapter I listened to was all Tessa and Sophie. Mm. So they have, and then, so they have, they switch between the male and the female. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah, I feel like I. so good. I feel like I listened to the beginning of this one where like Will's going to see the ghost. I can't remember her name. The very oh, beginning Ma- of the book. Ma- Ma- Old Mall. Mall. Yeah. Oh yeah. I like God, it. that was but so long ago. <laughs> I know. Jesus. Anyways, it was a it was a good move. I I was impressed. So they go through their pleasantries and Tessa makes note of the fact that Benedict doesn't say anything insulting to her. 
Like he, you know, he's like perfectly polite to her. And she's like, what the fuck is your game? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like, I don't know. It makes me wonder if this might mean or lend insight that maybe Benedict knows how serious Charlotte and everybody coming to meet him is. And like, he doesn't want to poke a bear necessarily before he knows like what's in the cave kind of a you know he's like this might be it makes me wonder if like what charlotte wrote in her note coming to blackmail you (laughs) be prepared be prepared be Be there in 10 exactly i don't know i feel like it's almost when I was reading it, I got the feeling where it's just like he is ever like he's so fake mm-hmm. that he's receiving guests into his house. Mm-hmm. So he's going to extend the pleasantries that you're supposed to extend oh, yeah. mm-hmm. to your guests at first. And that's why he's being super over and like he feels in control because he's in his domain. Yep. And then so then it's just going to be all pleasantries because I feel like obviously we haven't got there. He flips. Obviously, we'll mm-hmm. see that. Yeah. Anyway. Um. So yeah. Anyway, back to the point. So after I actually wrote that, not because Robin said that. By the way, <laughs> like I, it's literally written in my my. You know I how was we getting are. Off on a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> after the pleasantries, uh, uh, Benedict says some. Sh- uh, after the pleasantries have been exchanged, Benedict says something that nearly sends me into a murderous rage every time I read it. Um, and I couldn't possibly paraphrase it. So guess what? I'm going to read it. No, I'm sorry. I remember you when you were Charlotte Fairchild. You were such a delightful little girl. And believe it or not, as you will, I am fond of you even now. What I am doing is in the best interest of the Institute and the Clave. A woman cannot run the Institute. It is not in her nature. You'll be thanking me when you're home with Henry, raising the next generation of shadow hunters, as you should be. It might sting your pride, but in your heart, you'll, you know I'm correct. Motherfucker! <laughs> Prepare to die. <laughs> Dude, it reminds me of every time people are like a woman couldn't be a president. What happened if she was a period? <laughs> it was Dude, like you cry over a so basketball game losing. Right. <laughs> but she's too emotional. Get out of here. Oh. oh god, it just makes me so angry. <laughs> To me, this is what it gets so condescending. That's the worst part about it. Anyway, it's gross. So the only indication (laughs) that Charlotte is as affected as me by those words um, is that she's like breathing fast. That's it. She keeps her cool. She sticks to the plan. And she floats the idea of Benedict maybe renouncing his claim to the Institute. Oh. Well, would that be so bad? And he's like, yes, bitch, it will. (laughs) But Charlotte spun that web so, so good. Benedict walked straight into it. He's like, yeah, uh, I could, but I won't. 
and Charlotte lands a roundhouse kick to the jaw. Quote, better a woman than a demon fucker. I mean, not really <laughs> <Yeah>. quote. But <laughs> quote. <laughs> Your quote. End. And you can quote me on the quote, unquote. <laughs> it's like Robin telling a story. Okay, she didn't actually say that, but you know. I you was know so I'm offended when my boss was like, did that actually happen? Because you always embellish everything. And I was like, how dare you? That's so true. <laughs> and then I was like, hey, I embellish, but I always state the fact that I did embellish. Right. It just makes for a better story. It does. Well, and also, it's like compulsive. It's like you say it and then you're like, okay, no, it didn't happen like that, but it just came out and it sounded better, right? <laughs> or like when you say something and someone's like, ooh, that was a good point. What did they say? And you're like, well, I didn't actually say that. But I, just, yeah. I thought about it after. Like, I live for the drama, okay? The drama. Oh my and then God. when okay. I, I'm actually saying something that does seem outlandish, and I was like, I know that you're going to think that I'm wrong, but this is actually the truth this time. <laughs> I have receipts. Like the boy who cried wolf. <laughs> you're like, wait, wait, I the need girl who cried first. drama. <laughs> you're trying your case. You're like a public defendant. <laughs> Dude. Well, especially when I was like somebody, because we have some people at our work that don't use like, they never say like bad words or anything. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And this person was like, F this guy. And they're like, I was like, look, okay, that was me. But the I read between the lines. The intent right. was there. You, you can test you that assumption at your earliest convenience. <laughs> Too much oh TikTok. Gosh. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff, guys. <laughs> so that pretty much sucked all the air out of the room for a second. Uh, but Benedict rebounded pretty quickly and found his voice. Uh, there, there was a little bit of squabbling back and forth. Uh, but once Charlotte explains that Tessa and Will were both at his little demon orgy, uh, he kind of realizes <laughs> that they've got him dead to rights. He's like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> um... And I just, there's just this one part where, like, Will and Tessa are, like, kind of twisting the knife. Like, yeah, we were there. We saw some shit, motherfucker. And <laughs> Tessa has this line that's just so fucking good. I have to read it, and I'm so sorry. Uh, oh, I, oh, a quote. Oh, I'd say she was a friend, said Tessa. One doesn't usually let one's business associates lick one's face. Although, I could be wrong. What do I know about these things? I'm only a silly woman. <laughs> like, fuck yeah, bitch. Oh! <laughs> In your face. I love On your face. <laughs> instant gratification of karma being reaped upon Benedict as soon as he was being a dick. I'm like, it just feels so good. <laughs> Benny Dick. Mm hmm. So Tessa and Will going back and forth, like kind of like poking at uh, Benedict. It's got to be foreplay for for Will, right? Like because he loves that <laughs> shit. Uh huh. The one liners and the jabs and all that. I don't know. It just made me think about it. I was like, hmm, 
I wonder. This is how he gets his He's rocks off. <laughs> so Benedict tries uh, again to kind of discredit them in advance. Like, who's going to believe a warlock and a degenerate child? And, you know, he's grasping at straws. The yeah. warlock mm-hmm. thing. That's just ridiculous. Like, your, your, friend, your friend group are demons. Okay? Your friend group? Like, come on. That's what the kids you say like now, right? My daughter, the yes. friend group, yeah. I'm like friend group. What the fuck is that? Like, you. I don't know because I've never had that many friends to have like call them by a group. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, I keep telling her, I'm like, dude, you've got like, you've, you're on a chat with like 35 fucking people. I'm like, pick one friend. Pick two That's friends. That's crazy. Like, <laughs> like I don't get even to know, know that many friends people. really well. Yeah. Huh? But I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like, not like don't be friends with other people, but like, you don't know any of these people very well, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. You need an anchor. Exactly. Yep. Yes. You need someone that's going to see you through bangs and bleach and, you know, maybe even a perm. You want someone who would stay with through a perm. (laughs) You permed your hair? Uh My mom did. I did too, yeah. Yep. Terrible. It was the 90s. Everyone did. Yeah, exactly. Everyone did it. Yep. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I permed my hair in like 1996. I wanted That's a spiral perm, and probably. I never, I never did it. Uh huh. Oh God, that would take so long <laughs> in your hair. Yeah, mine fell out in like two months. It was like gone. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember mine, so it must not have stayed in very long. I probably yeah. washed it the next day or something stupid. <laughs> oh. Okay, yeah, I didn't get through that sentence. So Benedict tries again to discredit them. I got sidetracked. I don't know. (laughs) Tries to discredit them in advance. But then Charlotte drops an atom bomb on the last nail in Benedict's coffin. Demon pox. You said that wrong. What? It's semen socks. (laughs) Fuck you. I thought I actually said something wrong, you asshole. And if shit couldn't get crazier, like, this is an episode of fucking Perry Mason right now, okay? (laughs) Benedict turns it to Gideon, who's standing at his right side, and he's like, you, you betrayed me at you, Brute. Like, what the fuck? The Jerry Springer camera starts, like, moving, (laughs) like, rocking him down the, because he's chasing him, you are not the father. He's like running away from the camera. Okay, but I thought that Gideon, Sophie had said that Benedict didn't know Gideon knew. So why would Benedict think he turned on him or even knew? Right? I don't know. Maybe he walked in on him in the shower or pooping. Yeah. (laughs) He takes off all of his clothes when he poops. (laughs) Like my my son used to do that. Oh my god. That's like uh George Costanza. He used to have to take a shirt off to go poop in Seinfeld. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. Why is that it's a thing? Weird. I mean, what do you do though? I guess for guys that have really long shirts on, like 
You pull it up? I think I pull my shirt up when I poop. I don't know. Like when you're wearing a dress? No, oh. just all the time. But you know what? Guys don't have hips to like park it on. You know what uh-huh. I mean? <laughs> right. And their shirts aren't tight either. So yeah. interesting. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't matter, obviously. Yeah. That's a weird ass tangent. Okay. Leaving it in though. That was delightful. Do you put your socks on? Which order do you get dressed? Is this really that weird? It's fair. It's pretty on brand. Yeah. Am I the weirdo? (laughs) Yes. When I ask myself that question, the answer is always yes. (laughs) So, wow, I'm going to lead into this and this is going to sound weird. Gideon is so fucking hot in this moment. (laughs) Yes, a fictional character. Super sexy. Yes. So he deadass looks his father in the eye and is like, yeah, I betrayed you and I do it again. Like, what the fuck? It's so That's crazy. It's cold. Okay, maybe yeah. it's not. Okay, he's icy hot. I Icy hot Gideon. <laughs> well, I mean, at this point, he, and we find out later, obviously, but he knows the truth about his mom now. <clears throat> So mm. I think I'd probably, if I just found out the truth like that too, I'd be yeah. like, yeah, bitch, in your face, yeah, it on would your give, face. Yeah, what did you say? Definitely... Lick your face. Oh, on your face? What? <laughs> on your face, yeah. <laughs> it would certainly give you the the push you to need to like say what yeah. you've always wanted to say. Uh-huh. Well, and it doesn't seem like he's been an overly like affectionate or doting father either. It's more like. Yeah, no. Like kind of. um. Tywin Lannister, like you owe me, and you like owe her? the family, sort He's of like thing. Valentine Light. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I? Oh yeah. So poor Gabriel is caught so entirely off guard. It's almost painful to like watch him struggle and kind of realize like what's happening all as it's happening. He's like, wait, what? What? Who's got what? Ping ponging. Uh huh. But this is Gideon's moment. Um, we've got some pivotal character growth going on. The emancipation of Gideon Lightwood, if you will. For real. So he lets loose on Benny, letting him know all the ways that he's a dick and making it clear in no uncertain terms that he will gladly and enthusiastically bear witness against his father. He's like, I will lead the fucking parade. <laughs> Um. <laughs> so he's, I I do find it interesting that like at this point everyone's because they're Victorian and they don't like just say shit like they're not on Jerry Springer so they don't just say like yeah well what about the time I caught you fucking your aunt like you know they don't just say <laughs> shit <laughs> only like american television right like this that, that can't so. be like anywhere else it right absolutely cannot that is a uniquely american byproduct <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh oh good That's stuff great. um 
Oh my god. Yeah, so because they're in Victorian England, they're very like they're not they're not naming the elephant in the room, right? Like they're like tiptoeing around it because like she says diseased blood and Will's the one that's like chimes in with Demon Fox because he cannot fucking help himself. <laughs> but like at this point they're like speaking in like not without saying it and talking around the issue and stuff. Uh huh. Poor fucking Gabriel is still playing catch up. He brings up their mother and that like fake ass dying wish for the Lightwoods to have the Institute bullshit that Benedict's been feeding him. Cause like, you know, he's just regurgitating what his father said. Uh huh. And I think Charlotte plays it very classy here. She could have just like laid all the dirty laundry out and just said it all and been like, yeah, motherfucker. What? Like, look at what you've done. But Gabriel's the only person in that room that doesn't have that information. Um, And so mm -hmm. everybody knows what everybody's talking about except Gabriel. And so if she were to say something, all she's doing is hurting Gabriel in the worst possible way and humiliating him in front of all these people, you know, telling him some private information that is Uh very, very hurtful in front of all these people. Like that's not a kind thing to do. So I really appreciate that Charlotte chooses specifically not to go there when she absolutely could. I don't know. What do you guys think? Preach. Do you just wish everyone was just fucking saying everything out in the open so, like, we could just get this shit over with? Okay, like, listen. from the beginning? I have a dumb kid question. hmm And it's a dumb kid question because I don't remember and I should. So at the soiree... I know Gideon was there, but was Gabriel there also? Yeah. So I just, in my head, I'm just like, you've seen your dad fraternizing with demons. Mm -hmm. Why is this such a stretch for you? Is it because they don't believe that it's real? Like, they don't believe it's a real disease that you can get? Is that why? I think because Will's the one that said it, right? And so, like, he doesn't want to believe anything Will says. And I think... Part of him is just like he can't. It's a denial. Like I, that cannot be what is happening. Like okay, you know that's fair. Yeah, he feels very traumatized right now. Like this poor kid is like, what the fuck is happening? Like I thought <laughs> I was called in here just to be a little asshole and to say some shit because we're going to duke it out tomorrow. Like you know, like last minute, like away in before the fight right uh-huh he's coming in ready to like spit some schoolboy shit and like he gets bomb after bomb dropped and he's like what about my mom what the fuck like uh-huh somebody my mom just tell me what's going on exactly <laughs> i also think it's like it, it's gideon's place to tell him that uh-huh yeah not charlotte so i do agree yeah like it's nice that she didn't do that yeah. which yeah. was your first question not my dumb question wait what was your question did i you did i asked (laughs) if um, gabriel was at the party oh yes 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 because i couldn't remember they were standing they were on the wall Uh uh-huh yeah sorry see tangent so the game wraps up their little blackmail sesh pretty quickly after that benedict will withdraw his claim to the institute and back charlotte as head um and in return, they won't tell everybody that he's a big fat traitor. 
So (laughs) in what I assume is a desperate grasp for control and power, Benedict basically gives Gideon an ultimatum that if he goes along with this plan, he's disowned. Like, you're not welcome in my house, blah, 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 whatever. But I'm pretty sure that Gideon already disowned him. Like, he disowned his dad already, like, a few paragraphs ago. So that's like trying to fire somebody that's already quit. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So, um, of course, that leaves Gabriel. At this point, um, I can only see him for what he is, which is a kid. Like, he's a child. Uh And, like, you could – I could feel his desperation. Like, he just wants to keep his family intact – and I think it's pretty clear that Gabriel knows right from wrong. Like, I think he knows, like, that his dad is, like, I, I don't think he's happy about this position. And he doesn't agree with what his dad's doing. But he's his father. And, like, what else is he supposed to do? Because mm-hmm. he's so traumatized from losing his mother that, like, he's grasping at whatever semblance of a family and normalcy that he has with a depth grip. And it's killing him. And it's just really sad. <laughs> Uh-huh. Like if you didn't have compassion for Gabriel before, like you at, you can't not after this, right? Yeah. Well, and Gabriel's <laughs> not really a villain. He's just has an he's like Malfoy. Like he it's, just has an attitude. Yeah. Like you know what I mean, but he's not ever he's kind of a dick to Will, but Will's a dick back to him, but he's been yeah. nice to Tessa and he's, you know, been uh-huh. everything yeah. else. Like he's not an outright villain. He's like a so, He's a showboat fake. Like, like he's a showboat bully. Uh-huh. Like, like he's an asshole just to be an a- like to you know. But he's not really an asshole. He tries. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it seems like I, I don't know his. Obviously, we don't know his character like all that well. Mm-hmm. But it seems he's probably one of those type of people that is really sensitive mm-hmm. and really emotional, yeah. and he needs that reassurance and that everything else. And he's trying to like cling on to it, like you're saying. I agree. I yeah, I think you're right. He's definitely sensitive. Uh-huh. So ultimately, Gabriel decides to stay and Gideon leaves with the rest of the crew. Sad face. Yep. It's crazy like <clears throat> I wonder if he knew that they would take him or if he was just like, "I'm out. Can I mm-hmm. can I ride with you guys? <laughs> can I stay over there for the mm-hmm. night?" so on the ride back to the institute charlotte tries to talk to gideon a few times but he just sat there silent like i'm sure he's just going over i can't believe i just freaking did that everything in his head and eventually he um said that he really thought that gabriel would come with him once he knew about mormaine um which must be what he was actually thinking about i guess just sitting there going i can't believe i just left my brother in that disaster Uh you know so Will asked how Gideon even knew about everything going on. And Charlotte explained that she had sent two notes ahead of their arrival. One was to Gideon explaining everything. And um, obviously the other one was the um, blackmail note. We'll be there to blackmail you in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Get yep. prepped at your desk. Put on your best tie. <laughs> and Tessa was surprised that Gideon had chose... Like, he believed the note that Charlotte had sent. And um, he explained that he never truly believed what his father had, the story that he had told him about his mother's death. So it was easy to believe anything else, Mm -hmm. basically, because Uh this motherfucker was lying. 
Right. Well, you know and what? he knew his, he actually had a relationship and knew his mom because he was the oldest. Yeah. So it probably seemed out of character for her. Yeah. So sad. So, you know, when you're on a road trip and you're like, ooh, I want to stop and see the world's biggest ball of yarn or like the <laughs> world's biggest ball of earwax or whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, this is the moment when Tessa is a roadside attraction because she feels like the world's biggest bitch. Because <laughs> she starts to feel bad for Gideon and she can see why Sophie would like him. Yeah, after that In your speech. Face. Uh-huh. I would too. I'd be like, oh, I yeah. get it now. Like, that's exactly. She's like, he's vulnerable. Like, he's obviously, he, like, she totally just, that obviously it was just to create some drama, but like, it wasn't even in Tessa's character to do that. So the whole thing was just kind of weird. Mm-hmm. It was weird. Yep. Anyway. So the entire time they've been in the carriage, Tessa can feel Will's eyes on her. (laughs) And I feel like, isn't that just super weird when you know someone's looking at you? (laughs) Yes. It's creepy. It makes you so self-conscious about, like, your breathing. Yes. When when somebody's staring at me, I start to think about breathing, which makes it harder to breathe, which is a weird (laughs) thing. But it's true. You know... When you're like on a Zoom call or whatever, mm-hmm. not now because I, I'm basically in pajamas and I like you guys, so yeah. I'm not just looking at myself. Right, right. <laughs> like I would do during a work meeting. Right, but it's also like everybody's screen is different. So when someone's staring like in a different corner, it's like, okay, does that where they put themselves or like, right? Is there crap are they on my face? Is my double yeah. chin showing? Who are you looking at? Because your screen is set up different than my screen is. Uh-huh. It's a mystery. And I just want to know. know. <laughs> Who are you staring I, at? I bet there is someone somewhere who has actually been like, I bet Todd was staring at Stacy on the fucking Zoom call and then like did like a frame by frame and like using like reflections on glasses and shit to see where they were looking. Yes, <laughs> I'm right? sure. I am sure someone you has You know what done is that. so funny about that is my <laughs> high school best friend was named Stacy and she's married to a guy named Todd we met in middle school. We've been together <laughs> since then. So those are those were funny names to choose. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I always get like I feel like I somehow my head gets itchy and then people are gonna think I have lice or something like I don't know why when I know someone's looking at me somehow I'm like I'll scratch this part of my head and then a couple minutes later like I have another itch on my head and I'm like why my head doesn't even itch this is weird that's not breathing for me we don't go out to eat restaurants because everyone's staring at my husband eating nobody cares about you he's such a beautiful eater yeah he just doesn't like anybody look he's like there's tear I'm like nope they're not they do not care. They are here for no. the tacos, bro. But I have my own quirks. Yeah. So I get it. Don't we all? It's cool. Uh, that's funny. Oh, man. Okay. So Will is acting like soups weird and giddy again. And um, so as they head inside, Charlotte and Gideon stay back talking. Will makes some comment about how, like, Tessa's like, oh, shouldn't we hang back with them? And he's like, nah, they're probably just talking. She's like, chattering about what room he's gonna stay in or something and um so tessa tells uh will tells tessa to come along and it's just funny because my son 
for some reason he says the word come like if he needs something but he will whisper it and he will not say the <laughs> word out loud he only so he comes up to him and he's like come why lincoln it's so creepy why <laughs> and that's what this made me think of come <laughs> Anyway, You're like, are you going to show me your toys or are you going to murder me, bro? <laughs> it's true. He's going to take me to a dark room. <laughs> uh, so Tessa knew that Will wanted to speak with her. Um, so she did as she was told. <sighs> yeah. But the entire time she's wondering, like, what the fuck does he want? Did Jem tell him about our engagement? Like, when would he have done that? What's going on here? So as they're walking, Will tells her how excited he is to tell Jim all about the cheese me about what happened and how surprised he is that Gideon actually left. Uh-huh. Tessa points out that Will said it himself, like Gideon loves Sophie and people do anything for love. And Will looks at her and he's all lovey-dovey and he's like, isn't it great? Or something like that. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Okay, he didn't actually say that, but... <laughs> <laughs> So Dude, that they got get a to Roseanne the... laugh. <laughs> That's my life now. <laughs> so they get to the drawing room and Tessa goes in and she's like, oh, I'm in the drawing room. And then Will locks the door behind them. I don't yep. like that. Nope. Me neither. Nope. Nope. nope Not nope. even if I wanted to be there with him locked in the exactly. room, I wouldn't like it. Yeah. No, <laughs> don't like that. So before Tessa can even finish her sentence asking why Will is locking the door, he is all up on that and he is kissing the night away, kissing the night away. But they're not drinking whiskey. Bro. Or vodka. Or a cider drink. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Or a lager drink. (laughs) I feel like he might be singing the songs that remind him. Of the good times? Oh, God. <laughs> I reminded him of the better times. <laughs> oh, shoot. Okay, so. <laughs> That's fucking beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Good job, Robin. At first, she's like, oh, yeah, I like this. Cool. But then Jem's face, like, flashes on in her mind, and she's like, oh, shit, no. <laughs> this is wrong. So she uses both of her hands and she pushes him back like really hard and she yells no at him and he's obviously confused (laughs) that's how i get my cat off the table no (laughs) exactly (laughs) she she sprayed will with a water bottle (laughs) my kid did that to my husband today because he was doing something and he sprayed the bottle at him (laughs) that's funny that's great (laughs) <laughs> and his name so, is will too that kidding. is true <laughs> i said just kidding but it, it is his it name is. <laughs> uh so this will is like but what about last night and tessa finally is putting all the pieces together that that was not a dream whoops <laughs> it was not a dream <laughs> i feel like so much has happened since that part in the book it's crazy to think it was just last night uh-huh. right but whatever. <laughs> As is in this world. <laughs> so she says, like, she just wanted to thank him for saving her life and <laughs> not have a make out session. <laughs> not a snake out. 
Because I, like I typo. Out. <laughs> I do too. Yeah. So she's like, I just wanted to thank you. Like, I didn't plan on making out with you in a very public location with the door locked. I mean, come on. How obvious for anyone walking in behind them. Like, what if Jem's like, ooh, I heard the carriage. Let me go look for them. Right. But <laughs> Will doesn't know that Jem would be upset. So I guess right. whatever. So Will tells her that he didn't save her life because it's his job or whatever. Because she's like, I don't know if you did it because you were a shadow hunter or whatever. And he's like, I did it because I love you. And I don't remember. This is where I said Shit. this. Like, I don't remember if I hated Ed Westwick the first time I listened to this book. But after listening to it again the other day, last week, something, mm-hmm. I really, really like the way he does Will's voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So props. And it's Anyway, so, I think like, that's his name. <laughs> it's well, it's well, like, voice acted. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you can feel the emotion and stuff. But also, like, um, how many like truth bombs are gonna get dropped in one night? Like, Jesus Christ, are these seriously people, like, they need a rest. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> it has been an emotional day. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever think about your life and go, would this be the end of the book? Right. This is a cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So much is happening in my life right now. This would be the end of the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, Tessa doesn't believe him and um, his declaration of love because she thinks that he's just being mean again. And um, so he tells her the entire story about the Pixis and his sister dying and the curse and all of that stuff. So Tessa starts putting the pieces together. She's like, oh, shit, that is so crazy. And what she puts together, I missed reading last time and didn't put together myself either. Um, so she mentions, obviously, internally to herself um, about Will being mean to Tatiana, which obviously makes sense. Like, I was wondering why that was in the story. And I thought it was just so that the boys had a reason to hate each other. But obviously, it's just one more person that he was mean yeah. to. Uh-huh. And so I wondered why. That well, was there. But. And also, it was, like, the timing of, like, this was his first Christmas there. And he right. finds a diary where this girl is saying that she loves him. And so his initial reaction is, like, I have to do something to make her not yeah. love me. She gonna die. Squash it. Yeah. She gonna die! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it just makes it sad why this is a real Uh bummer of a chapter i know (laughs) it is bitter it's like a bitter root oh fuck i see what you did there (laughs) (laughs) good stuff okay so she asks will about gem like why are you nice to gem you clearly have a good relationship with him like what's up with that and he's like well duh he's dying so I don't have to worry about it. Like, life will go on or whatever. Life for will will go on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's true from Jurassic Park. No, life finds a way. That's what I was. Oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. wrong quote. <laughs> so he decided, Will had already decided, like, once Jem was gone, he was just going to move out on his own somewhere and, like, never have to worry about other people again. So then Tess, he's like, but then you came. You light up my life. 
<laughs> and he's like, you're the only person that's made me laugh in like, I don't know, like, God, like five years. Which, he's a Just child. Just a random so number out there. Time. Yeah. <laughs> but it, yeah, it seems weird to think like no one's made you laugh at all. Like Jem all this shit Henry does and you're not laughing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Jem has made him laugh. Yeah. He's a fucking yeah. liar. Well, that's what he said. Other than Jem, you're oh, the only okay. person that's made me laugh. But still. So he decided like after he hurt her on the rooftop, he couldn't he couldn't continue to hurt her anymore. So he went to Magnus for help. And so then he tells her that whole story. A lot of um, revisiting stuff we already know in this chapter. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. But he explains all of that and like how the demon tricked him and everything. So then he had to tell her. Like, as soon... He had to tell her everything as soon as he found out there wasn't a curse on him. And, like, he was so excited. Obviously, this is why he's been giddy. Blah, blah, blah. And all that she really says is, like, why me? What a weird question. Why does anyone love anyone? Right? You weirdo? What a weird thing to say, She's got some... Well, it's, like, what kind of weird, like, self-worth shit do you have going on yeah. that that's a question that you ask that's a weird thing uh-huh. to ask yeah yeah mm-hmm. I don't know. boo um real quick before we move on um have you guys seen the trailer for the new jurassic park movie that's coming out no i haven't oh it's just like a teaser trailer there's not really okay it's just but they show you that the old cast is coming back from oh, the first Oh, that's part. awesome. Like yeah. Jeff Goldblum? Yeah. Yeah. And he's my um, favorite. The other one, what's her name? The blonde. The blonde. You know who I'm talking I about. I don't know. I know her, her name, character. She's in everything. She was Marmy. Laura Dern. That sounds right. Laura yeah. Durham? Laura Dern. Yeah. Right? Dern? Fuck. I don't I know. Go- both sound right to me. Now I'm questioning myself. But Isn't what's a Marmy in the in the movie? Ellie, right? What's her name? Um, Marmy is from uh, Little Women. Oh, yeah, okay. I've never seen. Yeah, yeah, Laura Dern. No, no. I wanted. I was her character's name in Jurassic Park. Oh, I'm googling um, it. Yes, Ellie. Okay, Lauren Dern. Yep. Who almost got shamed on my park knowledge? (laughs) (laughs) On your park knowledge. Only seen it seven million times because William had like a obsession with it. Anyway, oh that's funny. My forty year old husband does too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited too. That's great. Ooh, and Batman's coming out soon. Ooh. Oh yeah, with Catwoman. I thought that was cool. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm a nerd. Sorry. I know. Sorry, Robin. That was my hiatus question. That's okay. I feel like where I start doesn't um, line up exactly with where Amanda ended. So in my defense. Yes, it does. Okay. It was like, I wrote this first, (laughs) but I don't remember if this lines up all the way, but whatever. I did read the whole chapter, both of them today. (laughs) Good for you. Okay. So Will has his big reveal and unburdening of his conscience Mm -hmm. when he tells Tessa that he read her like faux letters to Nate on when like she was locked up with the Dark Sisters. 
And I have to give it to him. I'm sure that was like a giant weight on his chest. And he probably felt like really nervous before letting it out to her. But we know that she knows that he doesn't know that she knows that Will read the letters. Uh huh. <laughs> and Will can't believe that she knew about the giant invasion of privacy and she said nothing about it. But she explains that at first she was angry, but then the night that they found him in the Ifrit den, she felt bad for him and like thought that maybe Charlotte had put him up to it. Which is, I, that's very much like she's tried to explain it away in her brain. Because uh-huh. I don't think Charlotte would do that. And I don't think she actually thinks that right. in her like real mind. Right. That's That's you just, you know, telling yourself a story so many times you believe it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. She's made herself feel better. Yeah. Coping. And Will's like, huh? I said coping. What'd you say? Coping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought you said pooping. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I did. We'll we'll find out on playback. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Sometimes I do that and when I'm listening to us podcast and I'll say a joke. And you didn't hear me, and you didn't hear me, and so then I repeat it again. Uh-huh. And I was like, I didn't need to do that because everybody will hear my joke because they're hearing everything, and I'm just talking when the two of you are laughing. I don't need to do that. <laughs> it will get hard. I don't I need do to repeat stuff it. Too. Yeah. I don't I need do gratification same. that you laughed at me. It's fine. <laughs> I, do. I do. I need it. <laughs> like, I do need it. No, I like... want to know the joke. You know, we want the cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. Will tells Tessa that Charlotte didn't do that. Well, you were wrong. I literally dug them out of the fire. Wrong. And read them all. (laughs) I committed mail fraud. Will goes into this. What? Yeah. I committed mail fraud. (laughs) I committed mail Mail fraud, yeah. Sorry. Okay, I have to sidebar, and I'm really sorry. I know we're an hour in, but this is really funny. It was a moment. My, I ordered two DVDs for my mother from Amazon to do it, delivered to her. And she usually requests that packages to her come to my house because I have Amazon Day scheduled for the days that I work from home. Mm -hmm. Right? So that way nobody steals it. So I told her, I had them just sent to her house. And I told her that typically... Okay, wait, hold on. I had them sent to her house, and she couldn't find them for four days. Oh, dang. She's like, did you ever order those movies for me? I need you to come bring them here. And I was like, they, they're they at your house. I sent you a picture of where they were at your house. Like, she's uh-huh. like, oh, I thought that was your house. I'm like, your house is literally teal green. <laughs> <laughs> like, in my brain, but whatever. It's fine. She hasn't, she hadn't walked out the back of her house. Oh, God. So she goes out and she found him. She's like, oh, my gosh. I thought, like, you were going to send him here. Like, we didn't talk about it or whatever. And I was like, usually when packages are that small, mm-hmm. they'll just put them in your mailbox. Mm-hmm. And she's okay. like, that's illegal. <laughs> she was so, like, that's a federal offense. Nobody can open my. But I was like, no, like. Amazon fulfilled by UPS, but I wasn't going to get into it. But I yeah. just was really like, that's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> that totally sounds like something my mom would have said. I love it. Yep. Oh, good stuff. Will goes into this beautiful, clearly rehearsed in the shower slash mirror monologue. Uh-huh. 
about how he felt this connection to Tessa from her letters because they're so similar, particularly with the whole books are my personality thing that they both have going on. Mm -hmm. Will fell in love with Tessa through the letters and he still loves her now. Tessa's obviously thrown for a loop. She just had the dreamiest slash steamiest confession of love that she could have hoped for her personally. Like this is her, Mm -hmm. this is a game material. Mm -hmm. Um, And on top of that, it came from none other than the brooding main character, William Herondale. I'm team Will. Sorry. Jim. I'm still team Jim, but like I'm, I'm team Will for now. Right. I'm <laughs> <clears throat> sorry. Tessa takes a moment to really draw it all in. She's got to process this information and then very quickly comes to the conclusion that however bittersweet this whole thing is, it doesn't really matter. And she tells Will, quote, it's too late. And of course, he goes to the space where he thinks that she's trying to say that he's like fucked up too big to redeem himself, saying that he knew that she would be hesitant to trust him. She just needs to elaborate on what she means. Is this like collaborate? You don't believe what I'm saying? Or is it like a you could never love me? Like, what is it? Yeah. And she's like, it's too late, baby. No, it's too late. Yep. That's exactly. That's it. That's the end of the chapter. (laughs) <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs> this is a painful conversation uh-huh. to read. It is. So it I have hurts. to break it up with song. Yeah, yep. exactly. <laughs> well, guys, guess what? Instead of just starting the second part of her sentence, uh-huh. okay, she doesn't do that. She chooses to repeat the it doesn't matter, which sends Will into another tailspin. Like she doesn't, she just restarts. Uh-huh. And he starts going on that um, this matters more than anything else. And he knows that her lack of feelings that she's experiencing is completely his fault for being like a total major dick. But he's begging for a second chance and he will do anything. Anything. And at this moment, Tessa looks inside herself and she sees Jim like face looking down at her. So for a third and final shrouded time, she says... It isn't possible. Fuck, and Will be is like, vague. I get it. Huh? Could you be what? any bigger? Or any more vague? <laughs> bigger isn't a word. Right. <laughs> it's like she can't bring herself to say it. Because uh-huh. she's so in love with him. She just wants this. Like, yeah. couldn't you have done this yesterday? Well, right. And, and think about this situation, like Robin said earlier. From the point of view of a society, like, lady, you have agreed to marry somebody. Like, that's as good as uh-huh. fucking... Sand sealed, delivered. Yeah, I'm exactly. Yours. Well, and beyond that, you care about the person that you agreed mm-hmm, to marry, yeah. and you don't want to hurt them, and you've made a commitment. And so now, I mean, I know now it's a lot easier to be flexible with that kind of stuff but back then Mm -hmm. like you make a commitment that's your honor that's your integrity that's everything now you just text somebody yeah Yeah. (laughs) you just ghost him you don't even (laughs) she's like i had a fiance but then he just stopped coming around i don't know what happened (laughs) 
I'm Continue yawning. with this awful, awful conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Will's like, I get it. I'm a douche silo. But you can't hate me that much. And Tessa finally puts on her Kamala Harris pantsuit and is like, I'm speaking. If you don't mind letting me finish, we can then have a conversation. Beautiful. It's such a memeable moment. I'm speaking. Dude, for real. <laughs> like, it's like every watch... woman in any meeting anywhere. For real. Dude, I had to watch the video so I could like quote the exact words. And I was like, oh my God, the tension. <clears throat> sorry oh i have to do this i'm very sorry this needs to happen in my life like you said about the zoom meeting it looked like you were reaching into Kristen's <laughs> house i am i need to pull this out of your brain <clears throat> tessa tells will that she doesn't hate him she like tried but it wasn't possible will and the patriarchy try to interrupt tessa again and she's like damn it i was too soft Finish him. Jim has proposed to me and I have said yes. Will has a physical reaction to the news and has to study himself. And he asks when all this happened and Tessa tells him just that morning. But they've been growing close for like a long time. And Tessa shows Will the jade necklace as a final like, yeah, this is real. (coughs) Will's still incredulous of the news, saying that Jim never talked about Tessa. At least, like, not that way. And that he wants to know if Tessa loves him. And she says that, yes, she does. And then his evil wheel starts spinning. And he's like, Jim would understand, like, if we, like, sat down and explained everything to him. And Tessa has this quick daydream. Dude, so it's bad. Where, like, this scene plays out. Um... And then, like, she's flashing to the first time when, like, she had walked. Remember when Jim was playing the violin and she walked into his room? Mm-hmm. And it was, like, dark and moody. And he was like, Will, is that you, Will? Mm-hmm. So, she, like, that's playing in her mind. And then it goes to a clip of, like, sorry, I'm, I'm... it's not what I wrote. That's not what happened. I have mascara in my eye. <laughs> okay. Anyway, just that scene plays in her head. And Tessa decides that in this circumstance, it really needs to be bros before hoes. Okay. Mm-hmm. She can't come in between these pair of tie, And she really does love them both. For better or for worse. She's like, I love them both. Whatever. So Tessa comes back, like mentally comes back into the room. Not like actually <laughs> physically comes back. And she asks Will what he would tell Jim. Like, what, what are you going to tell Jim? And then, like, he starts kind of talking, and she notices that he's deflating like a balloon. She's like, uh-huh. yeah, he's he's come to senses. It's like when and, someone, um, when someone huh? tells a sexist joke, and then you're like, why is that funny? And then they're just like, yeah. uh, uh, uh. Robin taught yep. me that one. Yeah. Can you explain that? I don't get it. <sighs> Will says that Jim would forgive him. But Tessa can see the look, like the look on his face, that he doesn't really mean that. And Tessa replies with this quote. He would, she said. He could never stay angry at you, Will. He loves you too well for that. I do not even think he would hold anger toward me. 
but this morning he told me he thought he would die without ever loving anyone as his father loved his mother, without being loved like that in return. Do you want me to go down the hallway and knock on his door and take that away from him? And would you love me still if I did? Mm-hmm. That is a very Damn. good ending. Point. Yep. <laughs> well, and like that's that. That's why is that guilt thing again? That's mm-hmm. like where this is kind of coming into play. She feels guilty. And of I don't course. know. I feel like I don't. The thing with the gem part of it is in in his brain, he doesn't think Will is has anything to do with Tessa or anybody is like wants to be her suitor. I don't think. And also up to this point, like when Tessa said yes to Jem, she didn't think Will was interested in her either. She was like, this guy's been a dick and you know, treated me like shit. And so up until this conversation right here, like this is the conversation that changed everything. So like, yes, she feels guilt. Like of, I made this choice, but like, it's not Jem's fault that she feels guilty. She feels uh-huh. guilty because of the new information she has. Well, and I think him, I feel like he said that to her after she had said yes. And I feel like he's like, oh, she loves me. I'm going to like lay my feelings out, right? Uh-huh. This is how I felt. I can be vulnerable with you. I can tell you all this stuff, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um. So I don't think his intention was like, pick me over Will because I'm dying. And feel yeah, no. bad for me because he didn't even think he was interested and there wasn't anybody that was like pursuing Tessa. So the whole thing, but regardless of the intentions or what was said, she feels guilty personally. Uh-huh. Yeah. So obviously, obviously that seals the deal for Will. Like he's like, yeah, good point. Well, and, and so. And regardless, like. If she were the kind of person that would go back on that commitment and break Jem's mm-hmm. heart like that, she's right. She wouldn't be who she is. And yep. he wouldn't feel the same about her and she wouldn't feel the same about herself. Right. Yeah, exactly. I can't imagine. I would never forgive myself for something like that. No. Yeah. No. Never. Uh-uh. Well, and Will asks her if she loves Jim enough to marry him and make him happy. Mm-hmm. And when she says yes, he follows up with a, okay, cool. Let's keep this little chat between <laughs> Let's Can just... we keep this on the DL? <laughs> Mum's the word. And Tessa promises to do so and Will tells her that she should probably go. Oh, God. Okay. Or he should probably go. They need to part. I can't I can't yeah I just it's like when you break up with someone and that awkward like silence after like everyone said everything that there is to say and you're just like can you get out of my apartment you're like sitting on my couch Uh, just staring at the wall (laughs) or like when you said goodbye to somebody then you both walked the same way to get into your car Ooh. That's more real for me because, like, I've been in a relationship for 12 years. So, I don't, I mean, it's been a while. Yeah. Okay. I haven't broken up with anyone in a very long time. Right. The sting. (laughs) All right. So, Tessa feels awful. Okay. She feels bad for her, for Will. 
and probably herself too. Like she's like, fuck. This is what. This is how eighteen hours can change your life. <laughs> so she decides to tell him kind of what like us like the group had discussed our friend group had discussed before <laughs> about knowing the curse like him thinking that the curse was real how he probably thought that it meant that nobody loved him because nobody was dying like it was solidifying the fact that nobody loved him but in all honesty Charlotte and Henry like they do love him and their family and no matter how hard he tried to be a butthole he couldn't hide what was good about him to everybody else and will then point blank ask tessa if she loves him and she tries to stall but gets pinned to answering so she tries to make a maneuver here she's like i'm gonna just slither in and she tells him that Jim was always right about him and that if this is the real Will Herondale, then he's going to have no problem finding a girl that loves him and is first in her heart. And that, my friends, was a sentence that broke the camel's back. Oh. He's like that TikTok video. There it is. That's a fucking mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and then he shuts down faster than Kenny Rogers roasters as he says... You can never love me. Dude. Why are you? Like, Rooney. Both of them, like, it, it, they were both making the situation so much worse than it needed to be. Okay, I have, so I don't know if I wrote it in here, but he's like, that's, would you believe me if I told you that's not the first time I've heard you say that? Like, first in their heart. Mm. When did she say that? Yeah, I, I was confused by that, too. I don't know. I bet, I I bet know we can s- find it on the wiki or something. Uh-huh. Or somebody's screaming the answer at us right now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's fine. I don't remember that. But I, it's obviously significant because he was just like, there, like I said, there it is. That's a fucking mistake. Hey, <laughs> if, you, if you remember, shoot us a DM. Like, if that's not too much of a bother an imposition on your life like like if it, if it does not take too much brain power don't want uh-huh. it if you're not busy maybe yeah. you're just eating lunch or something yeah. and you're bored and then you could say ding dong dumbass yeah. <laughs> say what? Yeah. okay so will makes a beeline for the door and leaves her in a world of what the fuck He's like fumbling to unlock it. This is yeah. awkward. I gotta get out of here. Just <laughs> like when you try to slam the door, but it bounces on its hinges, so then you have to slam it again. <laughs> or your sweater gets stuck on the doorknob. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> Headphones stuck into the computer strong. when you're trying to get up. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> stuff. So somehow. Tessa goes into this trance where she's sitting on the floor in front of the fire, willing herself to cry, but her eyes won't cooperate with her. And let me tell you, this is a whole fucking vibe, okay? (laughs) It has been in my life. I cannot count the times I've done that, like been there, done that, especially since I know that every once in a while I need tears to spill out of my eyebrows for my brain to do like a hard reset. Uh Yeah. Okay? You just need a good cry. Yep. 
and sometimes when you want to you can't what what's your what's your trigger like what's the thing you go to when you need to cry my kids oh everything makes me cry that's so but... wholesome okay yeah. uh, now <laughs> I was like oh my that's god so you're so great. mentally stable yeah no, everything makes me cry. I cried. I sobbed today because I watched The Blind Side. I've seen it like three times. Mm-hmm. So now that I am, you know, emotionally available to myself, I cry all the time, right? But back in the day, you know, for the first 30 years of my life, um, I didn't cry very much. And so my my go-to when I was like, I need to cry, like you said, you need the hard reset, I'd go to like military people coming home or like their dogs seeing them when they come home and that'll always yep. make me cry yep, yep me too I just watch videos. sad videos of people with dogs that i don't have that's awesome oh, good stuff. okay tessa ends up grabbing the poker out of the fire and screaming in white hot pain. Okay? Now, I'm not sure if I've told the story here or not. So if I have, bear with me. If I haven't, you're in for a treat. Okay? <laughs> My mom used to work for this pizza place as the manager. And since I was a 90s kid, I used to go to work with her and hang out in the kitchen. And one of the perks about going to work was being able to make your own personal pizza. When I say make, I mean bake. Like oven, layer it, sauce, the whole nine. This is one time I put the pizza in the pizza oven. And if you didn't know, at least at this place, I don't know how it is normally. There's this long like metal rod that has a hook on the end of it. And you put it into the oven to poke down the bubbles that pop up on the pizza and now i don't know why my personal pizza that i was just gonna eat couldn't have bubbles but it couldn't (laughs) so i grabbed it to put the poker in the pizza or whatever and it went into the oven and um, i went to hang it back up and it fell down and me being the 3.87 gpa student that i was had lots of critical thinking skills on paper (laughs) But I wasn't able to use them in real life. So instead of letting it hit the floor, I grabbed it. Okay. Just full on fist. In summary, Tessa, I literally feel your pain. Oh my God. That is crazy. Ouch. How old were you? Um, was in like sixth grade. Oh, so God. great. I used to go to work with my mom at a pizza place, too. Uh Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe a little bit older, but I don't. 12, I think. About 12, probably. Mm. Yeah. Oh, my God. Now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. (laughs) I wrote that in because I knew it was also going to be a tangent. Yes. Yep. Yep. I was going to say that your mom runs. Oh, sorry. Huh? Nope. No, no, I need to stop fucking talking. Go. Okay, Sophie runs into Tessa's aid, having heard her scream, and gets her up to her room and, like, all tended to. And the girls end up having a pretty intense conversation. Tessa apologizes to Sophie for being a Hermione, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. an insufferable know-it-all, about Gideon. Dude, 
And when she mentions that it's going to be so, like, totally awesome to have her suitor here all the time, Sophie starts crying. And Sophie says that if he lives here, he will see her for what she really is, a servant. And she knew that Charlotte wasn't the type of person that was going to punish her for having a personal life. But so Sophie knew stepping out with Gideon was wrong. They don't belong together and she could lose everything. And meanwhile, like he has nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. So basically yep. just regurgitating those fears that Tessa gave her to begin with. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tessa Which actually. Go ahead. Were probably fears that Sophie had deep down but didn't want to admit to herself. Oh, right. Sure. But- yeah. Yeah. But like. Well, and I think it was all very abstract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then now it's real because he's now he's right in front yeah. of your fucking face. Yeah. <laughs> Peekaboo, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new gotcha, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tessa actually tries to defend Gideon, but Sophie says that her having to do all her work duties like, he's going to see her, like, washing and serving and everything. It's just going to solidify the fact that they're from different classes on top of the fact that she's a mundane. And Tessa says that if he really loves her, he won't mind all of that. And Sophie's like, nah, people always mind all that. They're not as noble as you think they are. Mm. Then Tessa says, quote, One finds nobility in the oddest places, Soph. Besides, would you really want to be a shadow hunter? Wouldn't you rather? And Sophie interjects, and she's like, yeah, yep, 100%. All that. I would want that more than anything. She had dreamed about becoming one if she married Jim. Like, it was like this daydream. Like, Mm -hmm. it was like a long soap opera playing in her brain, getting her through her tasks, right? And then, like, it brings her on the subject of asking Tessa, like, oh, speaking of Jim, have you broke his heart? She's like, no, never. But inside, she's like, it's it's fine. Everything's fine. I just broke mine into two pieces. It's uh-huh. cool. Yeah. Who needs a whole one anyway? Yeah. Nope. No one needs oh. that. Nope. Fuck. Yep. What a bummer episode. Yes. So much too happened. Too many feelings. Dude, for real. Yikes. It's a bum. It's a bum. Well, make sure that you've read chapter 21, Coals of Fire, for next week's episode. For behind-the-scenes content and latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye!